We're in the fourth week of our kind of mini-series entitled Healthy Church. Healthy Church. And so, um, been in here three weeks, really enjoyed what God is doing um, through, this, uh, through this sermon series. I want to thank you uh, so much for being here today. I did want to mention before we get into the sermon, um, Cassie's going to give you some more instruction at the end, um, but we do, uh, we are looking forward to what we call Bull City Sunday. That is on Sunday, September the 10th. Uh, that is actually just two weeks away. Um, and that's going to be a unique Sunday for us because we will not meet in this room and have regular church service that day. We will meet for about 10 to 15 minutes outside here facing the park. We'll pray together for our city, for those who serve in our city. And then we will go th uh, throughout that day and we will hit fire stations. We'll hit police uh, districts. We will hit uh, EMS, everything that we can uh, with some uh, prepared baked goods uh, that you will prepare or you will purchase whatever is best. I'll leave that up to your discretion. Um, but, uh, and it doesn't have to just be dessert type things. We we're going to drop those off at fire stations, at police districts, all these different types of areas and just let them know that we appreciate them and we're grateful for them. We did this last year. It was a, a really great success. We're doing that again this year. So in two weeks, we will not meet on Sunday other than for a time of prayer. Last year, we had probably 30, 40 people come uh, for a time of prayer, which was great. Um, and so I want to encourage you to do that. But today, when you leave, Cassie's going to give you some instructions on how you can uh, pick up your, uh, your assigned area out in the lobby after the service today. So we are in week four. I did something I typically do not do last week, and that is I stopped in the middle of a sermon and uh, said I will pick it up next Sunday. I did look at the time last week and, uh, you know, I was like, hey, it's, it's time. And uh, I know how, you know, even though you typically don't eat lunch that early on, uh, on during the week, Sunday about 11.15, everybody's stomach starts, starts growling and we've got to beat all the Pentecostals to the restaurant, right? So, I mean, at the end of the day, we got to get out. And, uh, but no, I tried to respect your time. And so last week I left, I really did the introduction and the first point of my sermon. And so just by the way of recap, the title of the sermon is Leveled Down, Leveled Down. And last Sunday we gave as our introduction, the multitude that followed Jesus. This was the the thousands, the, the, the great number of people that would follow Jesus at any given time when you look through the Gospels as Jesus was healing the sick or performing other miracles or feeding people, you would see uh, at, at numerous occasions there would just be uh, great multitudes of people that would follow him. And I equated that to those who had made the decision to follow Jesus with their life and come to a saving knowledge and faith in Jesus. And I think everybody ought to have that day, that that, uh, that you're entered into the family of God, the church, the capital C church, that you're a part of God's family. But that's not enough. And we, we did a little highlight last week of Luke chapter 10 where Jesus called and appointed 70 to kind of go before him and kind of prepare the way for him and, and a portion of his earthly ministry. And, and by way of illustration in last week's sermon, I used that as being involved in a local church and attending church. Uh, together on Sundays, and we talked about the importance um, of that, and I gave a little bit of my uh, personal testimony last week that I do not believe in my rebellion of my uh, teenage years and my young adult years of spending some time away from the Lord. I do not believe that I would be where I am today were it not for consistent church, and you say, Josh, of course, you were a pastor's kid. I, I get it. I know. But it still rings true. There was a consistency in our lives that we were a part of the church. And so 
Uh, a couple of quotes from last week. Cameron Cole uh, wrote an article in the Gospel Coalition. And he said, the intentional effort we make to attend corporate worship each week reinforces for our kids the patterns of intentionality and endurance necessary for a fulfilling and fruitful Christian life. Um, and I, I believe that. The effort that we make to be faithful and consistent in our corporate worship attendance. And then Michael Foster says it this way, nothing grows a Christian like a serious commitment to a single church week in and week out for years and years. Not conferences, not social media, not even personal devotions. Once again, nothing against all of those things. But the local church is where mature Christians are slowly forged in the fires of mundane faithfulness. Just a couple of highlights from last week's sermon. It's that 70 level, we called it. It is awesome. You get to connect with people uh, kind of loosely, but you get to connect with people. You get to recognize people. You, the, the church affords you a place on Sunday mornings uh, to serve, use your spiritual giftings, to receive general teaching from God's word and preaching from God's word. Um, it's, it's, it's a great way to worship together with people as you've been worshiping privately throughout the week. And we called that the 70 level, the church attendee level. And may I say this, I know literally I'm preaching to the choir because you're at church, as I was preaching to the choir last week. But I do want to encourage you to remain faithful to church attendance, to make that a priority in your life. And I would ask you this question, the church falls in priority somewhere. Where does it fall in your life? I'm not telling you where to put it. I'm asking you, what could come up that you would say, not going to go this Sunday? What, what is it? And just make sure you know where that priority list is on, in your life. And make sure the church is there accordingly and biblically. And so I want to encourage you in that way, just by way of introduction. But secondly, this morning, uh, the 70 level is number one. Number two, this morning, the, set, the 12 level. The 12 level. You know where I'm heading with this, I'm sure. But this is the level that Jesus called his 12 disciples. So this wasn't the multitude. This wasn't even that 70 general that he sent before him. This was 12 specific. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 1, and when he had called his 12 disciples to him, he called this what, what we're going to say the connect group level, the 12. That's, that's actually a perfect number. For a connect group. If we could have 12 people in a connect group, that's not too many, that's not too little. It's like really good conversation. So I love that Jesus modeled this. Now, and you're, if you're involved in a connect group, just remember if there are 12 people there, one of them is Judas. All right. So if you do the numbers, there's a devil in there somewhere. So just keep that in mind. And I think we have ours picked out in our connect group. I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, he's the leader. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, <laughs> sorry, I love you, Brent. Um, but he had called his 12 disciples to him, and he gave them leadership. He gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out, to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. And so he, he, he had a group of 12 that he was closer to than he was the 70. Keep in mind, here we go. Now, the names of the 12 are these. First, Simon, who's called Peter. Andrew, his brother. James, the son of Zebedee. John, his brother. Philip and Bartholomew. Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector. James, the son of Alphaeus, and Labaius, whose surname was Thaddeus. Simon, the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. 
These twelve Jesus sent out and commanded them, saying, Do not go into the way of the Gentiles, and do not enter into the city of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. They had a specific mission. Jesus connected closely with twelve. If you think back to last Sunday, or you think back just to what I explained about last Sunday, there were 70 people that he sent out before him. We don't know their names. We don't know anything about them. We know there were 70. This next level that we call the the group level at our church here is that level of 12. Guess what? We just listed and and went through every person's name. And so... uh, A benefit of being a part of a 12 is that while you may sit across the auditorium from somebody on a Sunday, you will sit across a table or across a living room from somebody in a group. And instead of saying, oh, that's that guy that goes to my church, or that's that lady that goes to my church, I know her, but I can't, or I may know her first name, but I can't. No, when you get among the 12, you're like, oh, that guy's Peter. He's in our connect group. He's a wild man. Sometimes in our connect group, Peter says things before he thinks. Sometimes Peter in our connect group, when we have an idea, Peter goes overboard. Are you you thinking of someone in your connect group right now? See, we got names floating around. I, I can hear the holy... The names. What about Thomas? You know, he's not just a guy across the auditorium from us in the 70. No, Thomas, we know that Thomas is kind of skeptical. And we know that Thomas has trouble sometimes really trusting. In fact, we call him Doubting Thomas. But Thomas is a part of our 12. A part of our 12. We have John, and John's an emotional cat. In fact, it's not uncommon to see John, while our our connect group leader is leading, just walk over and put his head right on our connect group leader's chest. I'm just kidding. We do have a John in our group, and he does not do that. John's very emotional. And John leans in, and John is all in, and John really feels. We got Andrew who, like, brings new people. It's kind of cool. We've never met some people. So what I'm trying to illustrate here is that among the 70, none of us ever will know until we get to heaven who those 70 are. But among the 12, we know the 12 intimately. Hey, something's not quite right about that Judas over there. I can't quite put my finger on it. He's all about money, and there's just something a little bit off. And we could go through. Matthew is a tax collector. He's always talking about money. He's trying to... Beg me for money every week when I go to Connect Group. Whatever it is. Trying to get me to pay my taxes. But the Connect Group level lets you be known on a more specific names, personality, and needs way. It's more concentrated. This group of 12 illustrated in our church serves together different teachers and classes at Club Boulevard Elementary School. So they are a little bit more concentrated in their serving. The practical blessings that are given on this level of 12, on this connect group level, 
is that your friendships are more personal. Your friendships are more personal. You have a deeper connectivity with the 12 than you would just being a part of the 70. This is a place to share personal needs. This morning we have personal needs within our church. For instance, I mentioned last Sunday to pray for Greg Wood's aunt. Greg Wood's, Greg Wood's aunt passed away early this morning. And I will share that with you as, as the 70, quote unquote, but that is something you would feel and know and engage with in your 12. You would know how to pray for someone. If you were a part of the 12, you would know that David and Pamela just dropped their daughter off to college. And you would be willing, you would know how to pray for them. If you were in Melissa's group, you would know that Brooke is away at college. And even though it's not far, she's away. And you would know that Jacob is at NC State and not far. And it's good to see him. He's so much smarter. He's been in a week plus of college. But you would know that they're going through that with their second child. Like, we would know these things. And so I want to encourage you this morning to to take a step from the 70 level to the 12 level, level. It's an opportunity to fellowship and to hang out with one another in ways that we can't do do on a Sunday. Listen, y'all know I eat Mexican food every Sunday. There's one of two, three places I'm going to go to. But I, I got to be honest with you. There's no way we're going to all be able to go out to eat together th- this morning. I know, you're disappointed. Um, I'm not paying. But guess what? Your connect group can very easily go out and hang out and share a meal together. Very easily. A, a place to dive deeper into God's word. I do my best by the way, if you've been here the last four weeks, the way that we operate our church is I typically preach through books of the Bible. We finished Galatians this summer, and then I took a little breather, and we've done a topical series about the church. I'm actually doing a little bit different. We're going to go into a family series um, coming up just for the month of, of September, and then we'll be back in a book. So I typically preach through the Word. But even as we preach through the Word, there are times when I'm like, man, I could spend a whole lot of time academically in these couple of verses, but I don't know that it would benefit the church as a whole to do that. And so I leave out some of those, maybe those deeper things that I find interesting that you're probably like, dude, that is not interesting at all. But when you're in a group of 12, and one of my favorite studies that we've ever done, I think back on, I think of uh, the Colossians series with Louis Giglio. And I remember going through that series with our connect group and, and really gleaning from that. And we were able to dive a little bit deeper in like the supremacy of Jesus in that. And, and we were able to dive deeper into the book in that setting. I was able to ask questions. Hey, this doesn't quite make sense. Or why do you think Paul said it that way? And I'll be honest with you. I, I love you and I have a lot of respect for you. If you raise your hand while I'm preaching and start asking me questions, I'm, not, I'm just not going to know what to do with you. I'm just going to have to ignore and just keep going. It just it can't work in a larger group like this. So the 12, a place to know, a place to be known, a place to dive deeper, a place to connect on a more intimate level. And you say, well, Josh, what if I'm an introvert? That's fine. I promise you this. There will be fellow introverts at your connect group. There will be fellow introverts. You say, I'm not really cool. Like, honestly, I don't know my Bible that well. And so I don't know that I'm confident in even interacting in Bible study. Awesome. There are plenty of other people that will be coming to your connect group who do not feel comfortable engaging 
in interactive conversation, but it's good for them to be there. It's good for them to be there, and it's good for you to be there. Why? Because, listen, this is church cliche, I get it, but we truly were not meant to exist in isolation. Like Adam was in the garden, had not yet sinned, and God said, man, it ain't good for you to be alone. Adam was still perfect, and God's like, got to get him a woman. Got to get him somebody. Have to have him somebody. And so it's important. And then I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because I'm going to introduce you to our Connect Group leaders, and we're going to talk a little bit with them in just a minute. But thirdly, this morning, we have the 70 level, which represents the church attendee. We have the 12 level, which, which represents the, the Connect Group level. And then we have the three level. The three level. Matthew chapter 17 Verse 1, now after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, led them up on a high mountain by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. When we went through the book of Mark, we spent some time in this transfiguration. His face shone like the sun, his clothes became as white as the light, and behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, talking with him. Then Peter answered and said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, let us make here three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. This was Peter, you know from your connect group, the one that's always talking. And When he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and suddenly a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. When the disciples heard it, they fell on their faces and were greatly afraid. But Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise and do not be afraid. When they had lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. Now, as they came down from the mountain, Jesus commanded them, saying, Tell the vision to no one until the Son of Man is risen from the dead. Matthew 26 Jesus again, the Garden of Gethsemane, he came with them to a place called Gethsemane and said to his disciples, sit here while I go and pray over there. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, that's James and John. And he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful even to death. Stay here and watch with me. And I won't continue. These are two extremely intimate times in the life of Jesus. Transfiguration. I mean, it's still like, honestly, it's like a theological mystery, even to this day. Uh, that, that two Old Testament prophets that were transfigured and brought before them, and then, and then God speaks. I mean, these, these are incredible times. This garden, as, as Jesus is preparing for what he knows is going to be his crucifixion. And he's got three. Not the twelve. Definitely not the 70, but he has this like inner circle. And I want to encourage you this morning. And, and I will say this, I, I will be very honest as a pastor of a New Testament church. I would love if your inner circle were all people that attended your church. That would be great. But I understand it's actually probably healthy that your inner circle might include some of both. But you need a three. You need a three, and may I say this this morning, 
I really didn't plan for it to go this turn, but we have too many go this direction. But we have too many people in our culture and society today. In the last from 2020 on, has really pushed it even further. And they're not just isolated from church. They're not just isolated from what what God is affording them in a local church. They're completely isolating them, themselves from people. Period. And the mental health issues have absolutely flown off the charts in the last three plus years. And those who, who are, are, have fallen into depression and, and, and those who, who, who have to see, uh, seek medical uh, help for, for, for different things in their mind going on in their mind has, has just in, done nothing but increase. And may I say you need your three. And when I say you need your three, you need people you can burp in front of. I was going to say something else. We've got some kids in here. But you get it. You need some people that you can have your worst day in front of. You need some people that you can vent to. You see, as we walk this journey, as we walk this life, this Christian life, there are going to be times where the care that we need and the connection that we need needs to go deeper than 70. It needs to go deeper than 12. It needs to be very, very personal. Like, I am struggling specifically with this, Tim, and I need you to be accountability for me. I would never share this in my connect group, but I'm sharing it with you. Read. You're like a grandfather to me. I'm just kidding. You're like a father to me. I'm trying to get the ages right. But no, read. I, I want to talk to you specifically because... Man, I really could use some prayer for this. I wouldn't share this from the microphone. I wouldn't share this in front of 12 people. But man, I will share it with you. We need a three. And so I want to encourage you today to level down in your connectivity. If you this morning are like, hey, I'm just checking church out. I'm not really sure about this whole church thing. And you're in that multitude. I know I'm a follower of Jesus. I know that I believe in Jesus. I know that he's my savior, but I'm not yet connected to a church. Level down and become a part of that 70. There's great connections you can make on Sunday morning. You can serve. You can worship Jesus together. You can leave with a smile on your face, ready to go on to your week. If you're in that level and you've not connected down to a 12, you don't have that that group of disciples that Jesus had. You don't have that group of, that, that connect group, that smaller group of people that you know their names. You know what's going on in their lives. You, you, know, you know what's coming up. And so when you pray for them, you're not just saying, Lord, I pray for that person over there. But no, Lord, I'm praying specifically this morning for Justin and for Melanie and for Justin's family. Right? It's It's deeper. I'm praying for Kathy and her son because Kathy shared me some prayer requests that has to do with her son. And guess what? I'm not just praying for Kathy in general. I'm praying for Kathy and her son in that situation. We need our 12. And then we need intimate, deep friendship. Jesus had it with the three. I don't know what your number is, but it needs to be, that circle needs to be tight, but it needs to be there. What I want to do with our remainder, we have some time this morning is I want to really highlight the 12 level. I will tell you this this morning. Our church does a pretty good job 
of connecting in our groups. I will say this. Uh, let, let me put it this way. Our church does a great job of people who, who belong to a group. Um, our numbers are really good. However, there are still some of you here today who, for whatever circumstance that could be legit or could just be an excuse, are not yet connected. And so what I want to do today is give you an opportunity uh, to uh, hear from our connect group leaders uh, as they answer some questions uh, this morning. So if you guys could come on up, um, Brent and Cassie, Ben and Rachel, Abby, Reed, Currington's come on up. Um, we have we have stools for almost everyone, a couple of us. And if you could grab, when you come up to grab mics, and make sure they're turned on. So grab those couple mics. And I've got some questions I want you to hear from our, our group leaders, and then I want you to be able to connect deeper with them. While we're doing this at some point, uh, Jeff is going to, if you can, pass out those half sheets. Where you're going to get about one per family here, just the details uh, from this year for our connect groups. Yep. Just turn everything down a little bit, and we'll see. We'll work from there. Ben, it could be, or you, yep. We're, we're, we're working through it. We good? All right, we're coming back. There we go. Brent, you can have that seat. All right, so Jeff's going to be passing those around. Here's what I'm going to do. We're just going to do a little bit of Q&A and getting to know, and we're not going to take questions from the crowd unless the spirit leads. All right, uh, Ben, real quick, if you would, uh, ben is taking over our connect groups, uh, leadership wise. Um, and so first question, brief intro and how God led you, uh, and Rachel, uh, to lead a connect group. And, and Rachel has to speak as well at some point. Sure. Um, so we've been coming to Keystone for about two years now. And, you know, we, when we started coming, our desire was really to be part of that 70 because we came from a larger group and especially or a larger church and especially coming out of that COVID season, we felt isolated. We didn't feel connected and we had a desire for that connection. So we really felt that connection as part of coming to the church, but we really desired something deeper. And so we started going to a connect group ourselves and then just through that process of going, attending, trying to get more connected, circumstances just sort of worked out where there was a need for someone to lead that group, and we sort of stepped into that role. And so it wasn't anything that we just jumped right in, but we just kept trying to look for that next step and where was God leading us and what doors was he opening. Rachel, can you speak a little bit to it from uh, from your perspective as far as now you guys open up your home uh, most weeks as well, and so just kind of how that how the Lord has opened that door for you guys. Ben does all the cleaning. <laughs> I show up. Uh, we are married, so um, where he goes, I am there as well. We live in the same house, so we opened up our doors. Uh, no, there was there was a need in our small group for someone else to host, and we have. A house and it's centrally located closer here to the church um, which happens to work out pretty decently for some of the individuals that attend our um, group so we were happy to open up our home and truly though Ben does all the cleaning for um, before <laughs> small group so you can come to my thank house. you Ben <laughs> also pass over to Abby yeah I have just brief introduction to how you guys so you guys have actually done what the the plan is multiple times so explain kind of how your group came about. Um, so we 
started coming here two and a half years ago and started going to the Lewis Connect group. And then Josh came to us and asked if we would break off and start leading our own. Um, we had a, my husband and I, who is not here, he's at the fire department, but had come a long way together. And it was just a great opportunity to be able to share our past and how we've grown together with other people. And um, we're also just learning together. So it's I think that's, that's one of the unique things. So between these two groups, you have a group that can, depending on the week, can have 15 you know, people at it. And then you have a smaller group that's got probably six to eight people. So uh, just kind of different, different feels and different vibes, but same purpose and same goal. Uh, Cassie and Brent. Can you repeat the question? Uh, yeah, just uh, a brief intro to you guys and how you came about leading a group. I get nervous, so then I forget what I'm talking about. Okay, um, we were in a different church, although searching and really quite disconnected, no pun intended, um, from that church, we ultimately made the decision that God was leading us elsewhere. Long story short, we came here, felt immediately connected. I was thinking about it this morning. When we visited, I did not want to come here but as soon as we walked in the door, I felt like, whew, this is home, and I don't like it. <laughs> but um, God led us here, for sure, um, made it very evident to us. Um, fast forward, we were asked to lead a group. We're in North Durham, and I have grown so much in that group, learning from others. Um, it's, it's just been amazing in that transformation from more of a checklist Christianity to the grace of God. So it's, it's been really great. Brent, specifically, since she kind of introduced, if you don't mind, when you guys first came, you were part of our group. We've only led, like, for one session. But can you explain, like, you guys kind of experienced the interactive, like, opening up and kind of explain how that how that? Yeah, we, uh, we were kind of in a, I honestly didn't even know. I was going to ask. I was like, who was even the leader of that group? Yeah, um, at that I time. such a good job. Yeah, he was so invisible. Um, those of you who know Josh knows he can be invisible at times. <laughs> Not a not truth. Um, but no, we basically, that kind of first meeting, that first group that we were in was uh, kind of basically in like a basement office of where the church office used to be before we had uh, the church building here. And um, yeah, it was, I think there was typically, I would say eight to 10 people that would come consistently. Um, and it just gave us, honestly, a, a time of connecting and healing and being open um, just about things that had kind of bothered um, bothered us from like a spiritual realm. Um, and it allowed us basically the freedom to be able to do that in a group, something you would never do in a church setting, um, just to be able to, to talk openly with people who you felt had your back and you felt in some cases had experienced the same thing and who could um, basically share um, empathetically with you basically their their same feelings and their same... And it got emotional at times. Um, not that it's all like we sit together and sing Kumbaya and cry on each other's shoulders. But, and obviously, as you know, it's a human emotion. Uh, sadness and grief is one of those times. And for us, we were in that, that place. And that was a very, very helpful time for us. It allowed us to be able to have those emotions and, uh, and share them with the group where we felt comfortable. And uh, it was definitely a time of growth for us. Awesome. Reed, the OG. You've been leading longer than anyone else. 
Five years? Yep. Go ahead. Tell us a little bit about what led you guys. Uh, by the way, uh, Debbie is not here today, and we apologize because you know Debbie would just take over and uh, take that mic and be right there. Uh, but uh, tell us how you started coming to the church and then how God opened up a door, probably through Debbie um, in, in a way, but how you guys stepped into the role that you've been in for five years. Yeah, we were uh, attending another church in Durham and, and heard about Keystone, and Debbie and a few others from our church had visited one Sunday, and she came home and was really impressed with Keystone and with Josh as a pastor, and, and I was in a teaching capacity at a former church, so I stayed through that church year to complete my obligations and came, and, and it really was, I think, Debbie. You know, uh, for those that know Debbie, she has a gift of hospitality. Uh, she loves uh, opening the house up and doing for others. And um, even though I'm listed as a Connect leader, I really would be remiss if I didn't admit in front of everyone that really the success of our Connect group really belongs to Debbie, right? She loves to celebrate um, life in general. Uh, she loves welcoming people and making them feel at home. And, uh, you know, her communication skills to the members of the Connect group is just um, uh, so, so good. And uh, so five years and... Uh, uh, I would say it's Debbie the reason that we are leading Connect today. And, and Debbie, we did a, a study, um, The Gospel Comes with a House Key uh, by Rosario Butterfield, and that really impacted Debbie. And Abby, Debbie was able to meet her actually just a, a couple of months ago, uh, which was really cool, and that really had an impact for them. Uh, so a fifth group that's being added, um, so my Franklin and Granville County people that make the drive to church, uh, Tim and Carla, um, are going to be hosting on Wednesday nights um, at their home. Tim, can you kind of talk us through what went into you guys taking this step? Yeah, so when we first came to Keystone, we could attend uh, a connect group and and really enjoyed that. But then um, my work responsibilities and our and the distance from the connect groups just didn't work out for our, our scheduling. And so it became difficult for us to be able to do that. And, uh, and I'll just say very transparently that um, under different leadership and in my work environment, I wasn't able to lead a connect group or attend a connect group faithfully. And so, uh, but God has allowed for me to now lead the, that same organization. And so I get to make this my own schedule. <laughs> I get to call the shots and I answer to the boss um, myself. So that allows me then to have the opportunity to host a connect group, which we have desired to do, but really haven't had the opportunity to uh, just because of work. And so um, we are in Franklin County in Franklinton, and uh, I know there are many in our church that are kind of pepper that area of Granville and Franklin County. And so it makes an opportunity for those that are that out that direction that kind of have the same drive that we have. Uh, to have a location nearby than having to come all the way to Durham or to an, um, another one of these connect groups. Just another option to make it a little easier for connecting. And so we're excited about that. We also have some built-in child care with some teenagers. So uh, we can, you can bring your kids. If you also would like to be a part of a connect group and you have kids, you could bring them with you. Uh, so just an opportunity. We're excited about having uh, to open our home and to invite any of those that are out that direction or any of their church to come and be a part of our Connect group. Cool. I won't make Carla speak because she will. Uh, she might throw a punch at me. But uh, Carla was able to lead, uh, help organize our ladies uh, this summer, and uh, I think that's also you know helped, and that's that's going to be a, a great thing. I've got 
for sake of time, I do have some questions that I would like if you guys want to pass them around. So here's the deal. Not everybody has to answer these. If you want to answer it, just kind of toss your hand up and answer. Um, tell us about a time uh, when your group was able to take care of a need of another group member um, inside of your connect group. So someone that was attending your connect group, uh, whatever the need may be, it could have been a financial need, it could have been you know, other, other types of needs, but uh, tell about a time when your group was able to meet a need. Reed, go ahead. Yeah, I'm reminded of a time when we had um, uh, one of our members was out of work due to a major surgery, and uh, our Connect group was able to come together, uh, pray for that person, but also bless them financially. And, um, you know, that's the thing I enjoy about our Connect group and the people that attend. They are so willing to step up when there's a need, uh, both in the church and with out, outside the church. And But that's an example that I would... Share. Yeah. Anybody else? Uh, can you? So one of the ladies want to speak to like the take them a meal kind of as we uh, the groups are kind of how we how we do that. So any Cassie, you want to speak a little bit to to the times we're able to do that and what kind of how that how it goes into that. We've organized meal trains for folks who've had babies, um, surgery, uh, sickness. Um, we've had in our group, I think, what really launched us. Helping someone financially, it was more to bless them in a time of grieving, and that was um, a couple miscarriages with couples in our group. So that was, I'm not going to cry, good grief, um, <laughs> when they're losing a baby. You know, it's difficult, and maybe you want to pull away from folks, but you need people to um, encourage you. Good grief. So we got together, had a meal, and uh, also collected funds, and they were able to use that however they wanted to. So it, it was a good time. But to your point, sorry, rabbit trailed. Um, meal trains, um, just collecting either funds or getting a meal train together for folks to bring meals to their house. So we really try to push that through our groups. And so I'll, I'll be honest with you. If you have a need that, that is, and this is just a peek behind the curtain here, if you have a need that would require something like a meal train and you're not involved in a group, I'll be honest with you, we have to kind of go behind the scenes and go, okay, who wants, to, who wants to take this? Because they're not connected to a group. When you're connected to a group and you have a need, it's obvious, and like the, the group leader steps right in. And so it helps us take care of you, um, you know, when, when you are in, um, in a group. Anybody else with that one on a, on a care? Uh, per, say, okay, uh, what has been your most memorable, a little bit more lighthearted, uh, most memorable hangout or activity or just time that you've spent uh, together um, as a group? We recently got together with the Lewis's small group, and we sweat outside at Northgate Park together um, and had a cookout. It was a lot of fun. It was actually a lot of fun to yeah. mingle with another small group. Um, and then Ben wrote down on his, his notes um, under this question, Keith going away. We had a guy in our group named Keith. And we had a going away party for him. It wasn't that we had an exciting time that he was leaving our group, um, but we we had a um, a big going away party for him. It was really cool just to see our connect group kind of gather together and surround him with love and prayer as he set out for a new adventure in Oklahoma. Yeah. Reed, do you want to speak a little bit to what you got? You guys do uh, meals, right? You guys go to yeah. So there's several things our group does. Um, uh, our unofficial group motto is celebrate everything. <laughs> and if you've been to our connect group, you know Debbie likes to cook. And so 
she does a great job in uh, keeping track of people's birthdays. And so we have a, a monthly birthday celebration for our, our Connect group. But, you know, just in general, uh, just the time around the island bar after mm -hmm. we, uh, we conclude the study and just socializing. Uh, but uh, we do plan nights out. Uh, you know, whether it's the Bennett Point Grill or other places where we can get together as a group and, and really just um, meet uh, outside of the focus of Bible study. And, um, you know, it's amazing uh, how you get to know people, uh, you know, when you spend time with them in those type of settings. You know, the restaurant can be noisy, but you sit next to someone. And uh, if you're not next to someone you know, you're, you're carry on conversation. I was going to say forced to, but you're not forced to, but you have conversation and you learn things about people, right? Yep, for sure. Cassie, you were going to say something? Good. Um, we've done axe throwing together. Uh, we do lots of meals at our house, but everybody brings in. But I think my favorite one was when Peter and Abby Hamilton, who were on the mission field in China, um, <laughs> they cooked us an authentic meal and he's laughing because Peter prayed in Chinese and Yep. It was interesting. Anyway, but it was it was pretty cool. Yep. Yep. Yeah, we've done Durham Bulls game, too, with, with our Connect group. And, yeah, Peter uh, was on the mission field in China for 13, 12, 13 years. He was praying in Chinese. Let me just say in general, some Chinese words that mean really good things sound like English words that do not mean good things. And so... <laughs> kind of got my attention in the middle of a prayer and Cassie was the only other one who happened to look up at the same time and so we couldn't keep it together but anyway it was, it was a little awkward um anything else Abby you have anything on that one good uh, um well I was gonna say we do game nights on not just like our usual Wednesday nights but we do them on random other nights and we had a really good time we went um to another member's house and then recently the girls from our connect group went on a girls trip to the beach yeah. for the weekend and it was just nice to be able to get away and be together and laugh and do things. Yeah. So we try and do stuff together. Love that. And then the last question uh, about we're about at the time where I'd like to be. And, and each, it doesn't have to be every person, but maybe each couple, including you guys, um, can give this. What would you say to someone who may be a little nervous about attending a group uh, or maybe on the fence about, like, interactive stuff? Ben, do you want to start us? Sure. So, you know, I think... The biggest thing with connect groups for me is that is how I felt connected to the church and where we where I felt like we took the step from attendees to being part of the church and just hearing some of these different activities I mean it, it sounds like doing meals and going on trips like it sounds like you guys actually like each other and it's <laughs> you know the the answer would be yeah these are people that we deliberately do life alongside and through proximity, you start to build relationships. And those start to be the people that when you go through real life things together, when you really wanna celebrate something, when you are really grieving, those are the people that you naturally lean on because they're just right next to you already. And so, you know, if you're, if you're nervous about taking that first step, I would just encourage you to, to think about that you know, we're a church body, and if you take that metaphor of a body, we, we all need each other in order to be a healthy body. Um, and so kind of that first step in getting connected is just being alongside someone and attending. And even if that just means coming and listening and being present, um, I think you'll be really surprised how much you get out of that. And then the connect groups provide a safe environment where you can – 
you can start to test the waters. You can start to ask questions. You can start to open up a little bit. And as you start to see that people are there, that people love you, that you're supported, you'll, you'll be able to kind of take those slow progressive steps to get more connected in the group and as a result, more connected in the church overall. Abby, anything? You get to speak, you know. Go ahead. Oh, um, for people who might be shy to talk that, our group is can be that way sometimes, but um, my husband is very good about calling somebody out in a heartbeat, but at the same time, he'll make them feel comfortable about it, and so um, in our group, we always say, like, it's a safe, safe space to share anything and everything. We've shared some of our things, that, and we know that it can stay internal if it needs to be, and of course, if it's something that needs to be brought to Josh's or anybody else's attention, we would do that, but for majority I would say 99% of our conversations it is a safe space for us so we um, it's okay to not be comfortable to talk because we'll encourage you but we won't force it on you either and eventually it comes natural um, it really does and I think to Ben's point and what you're saying uh, you just get comfortable with these people I, I think the first he was talking about at the church office downtown I did not talk Probably until the very last session, Josh was like, anytime you want to. Anytime and then the floodgates open. And now you can't get me to Hasn't shut up. up since. There you yeah. go. <laughs> yes. So I think it comes with, not to sound cliche, but connecting with people and really feeling comfortable and knowing you're sharing something heartfelt and you know it, that love is going to be reciprocated. And I know in our group, some people are not comfortable. Others who have eventually gotten to that point that level of comfort, bring a different perspective. Maybe some of us are in the same stage of life and pretty Kathy, I always call her pretty Kathy because she's pretty. Um, Kathy um, shares a different perspective because she's in a different stage of life and I so appreciate folks that step up and share because, oh, I hadn't thought of it that way or I'm not to that point yet and that's really that really encouraged me and helped me. So, yeah, you may not feel comfortable at first, but as you get to know people, you'll realize they love you, and it it's just so encouraging to me. So, yeah. Cool. Reed, anybody that's on the fence, what would you say? Well, yeah, I would, um, I would say the following, um, and I'd start off by asking a question. So, um, for instance, uh, in 1999, there was a Christian contemporary group that started in Snyder Memorial Baptist Church in Fayetteville, North Carolina. The group was called Building 429. So for, for most of the groups, it's pretty obvious, like Third Day, Mac Powell's group, we know the reference of where Third Day comes from. But for me, Building 429, I didn't have a clue, right? Well, it's actually Ephesians 429. And Ephesians 429 says, do not let unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up. And I would say, what our Connect group does a great job of and what I think Connect in general is all about is building others up. And so if you're not connected with a group, you're missing out because there's so much caring for one another that goes on in that environment. And, and I would encourage if you are on the fence, as Cassie said, show up, give it a try. Um, it may not be for you. Uh, we don't expect you to talk and participate. But I can guarantee you, if you come to our Connect group, probably like most others, there will be food, so you will be fed. <laughs> Take an hour out of your time and get a free meal. There you go. 
Cassie, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Again, I don't shut up. Um, it was Bethany and Brian's first week and Pedro and Andrea's. Someone shared who doesn't always typically speak up, but she shared something about her past, and it was just like light bulb for Bethany, and she was just so thankful that this person was willing to speak up, and it was such an encouragement to her. So again, maybe if you're not comfortable speaking, someone else may. The other Brian and Bethany, not you. We have two <laughs> sets of Brian one. and Bethany's. I thought they were part of our group. Yeah, OG, yeah, yeah. Brian and Bethany... 2.0. But yeah, so you may not be comfortable speaking up, but you may be encouraged by someone else Mm -hmm. speaking up. I'll say the, on a, for a short while, we had the opportunity to run a, to do a Sunday afternoon connect group. And in that Sunday afternoon connect group, it was uh, made clear to me before we began that somebody, somebody that wanted to come to a connect group, but, but was intimidated because of the idea of having to either read scripture out loud or speak out loud or answer questions out loud in a group was very intimidating um, when for, you know, introverts exist, right? And so <clears throat> we sometimes in a circle like that, it can be intimidating. You feel like, you know, you're coming pointed out. And uh, just from the very beginning, that was made clear to me. And so as a connect group leader, I knew that that was not an environment that person was going to enjoy. But they said they'd be willing to come if that was not going to be pushed on them. And that's true, I think, of all of the connect groups, that that you don't have to feel that intimidation. If you feel like, if I come, I'm going to get called on, uh, that can be difficult. Uh, so just know that if you're on the fence about coming. And then uh, secondly, I would say this, the uh, connect groups are not like a popularity contests. You know, you don't show an, up and cast a vote saying this is my favorite. But I would say that <clears throat> your season of life may resonate with a different leader than another. Uh, your location in the state, in our area, might, <laughs> might be your convenience for why you come to that connect group. Um, but, but I just want to say and speak for, for all of us up here that you coming to a connect group is, uh, is important, I think, for you as an individual. But it, it may be that you have to drive a good distance to be in the connect group that you really feel that you connect with m- most. And so don't feel like um, you, you have to go to the one that's closest to you. That may just be convenient. But, uh, but truly, uh, find a place that you can connect and then just be there with that group of people and, and let God work on you and connecting in that group. I love it. Can we give our group leaders a hand and thank them? You guys can, you guys can sit down. I'm about to finish. I really appreciate uh, each of our groups. And let me just say this. Um, I realize that some of you, your schedule, your, uh, your weekly schedule or whatever it may be, uh, can make it difficult maybe for you to be involved super faithfully. Can I encourage you to do this? Can I encourage you to just attach yourself to a group? Even if you can come once a month, attach yourself to a group. Every one of these groups communicates in their own way. I believe Reed and Debbie communicate through email. I know our group communicates on WhatsApp. Uh, I know there are other groups that communicate in other ways, carrier pigeons, uh, snail mail, other things. Um, but no, each group has kind of their own little flow and how they communicate, but it's a way for you to stay in connectivity um, with a group. And so uh, no group is, um, our groups are not competitive. And so like if you've been going to a group and you want to try another group, by all means, please do that. We want you to find the right spot for you. 
you have that half sheet, I want you to pray over that. Uh, these groups are going to kick off uh, the week after Labor Day week. So it's going to be like that Tuesday, September the 12th will be uh, the time when they kick off. And so I do want to encourage you, if you have any questions about groups, any of these folks that were up here today can answer. As I said, Ben is kind of running point there and leading that. And so if you have a kind of an, an overview question, if you'll see Ben who was over on the far right, this morning he can answer. As we conclude this sermon, which was a two-week sermon, just a reminder, if you're in the multitude that follow Jesus, find your 70. Be committed and faithful to your 70. If you're in the 70 and you've not connected on the 12, find your group. Find your connect group and commit. And then do your best to find your three. Those folks who may be in this, in this church or they may be other good Christians that you know, Find your three that you really, really, really can share the deepest struggles and you know they're going to be there. You know they're going to have your back. You know they're going to pray with you. You know they're going to provide support for you. Find your level, right? And wherever level you're on, level down. And if you've got that level three, if you've got that little small core group, thank God for it. Protect it. Lean into it. Use it. Um, And then if you've never been a part of the multitude, well, how could we end, right, without saying this? If you're not a part of the multitude, the people who follow Jesus, if you're here today and you've never made that decision, you don't know Jesus as your Savior, you've never, uh, you've never uh, acknowledged your sin and acknowledged him as the sinless Savior, today's the day. Today is the day. The Bible says now is the appointed time. Today's the day of salvation. I would not want you to leave here today going, man, uh, those groups sound pretty fun and not know Jesus. I wouldn't want you to leave here today and go, you know, I really need to get involved in this church, but I don't, and I don't know Jesus. If you don't know Jesus today, he loves you, he cares for you. In Mark chapter 1, he said, he came to this earth preaching, repent and believe the good news. The good news is this, the good news is that bad news, you're a sinner. And you don't deserve anything except what the Bible says, the wages of sin is death. And the bad news is this morning that we deserve uh, death, not just a physical death, but a spiritual death, a separation from our creator God. He's holy, he's perfect and righteous, and we are born in our sin and unholy and unrighteous. We cannot stand before our God, but Jesus. But God demonstrated wanted to showcase his love and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And it, it would be, it would be, horrible today to think I want to be involved in a church or I want to be involved in a group or I want to and we don't know Jesus he came and died for you he lived the life that you couldn't live the perfect life he died the death that you deserve to die the death on the cross for sin and he rose again in victory and triumph over death and hell and he wants to be your savior whosoever the Bible says calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved repent and believe the good news Jesus said And so I want to close with that this morning. If you have questions about Jesus and you'd like maybe some more information or you'd like uh, some feedback from God's word, I would love to talk to you. I'm going to be um, out as you walk outside today. I'm going to be standing out there on the sidewalk. I'd love to meet you, even if it's just to say hello and give you a hug. But if you have any questions, I would love to answer any of them uh, today. Uh, Can we pray together? And then we'll we'll close with some announcements and some uh, new members here in just a second. Heavenly Father, we love you. Thanks for listening today. If you're listening for the first time, we would love to hear from you. Maybe you have a question about the gospel of Jesus. If so, we'd like you to send us an email at hello at keystonerdu.church. 
If you're a regular listener to our podcast and you would like to donate to the media and outreach ministries at Keystone, your gift would allow us to do more in an effective way to get the gospel out. Thank you for partnering with us in ministry in Durham and around the world.